Hello, Sid Roth here. Welcome to my world where it's naturally supernatural. My guest says it's high time to revoke the enemy's legal rights on our finances. What do you say next? Sid Roth has spent over 40 years researching the strange world of the supernatural. Join Sid for this edition of It's Supernatural. Now, many of you are familiar with my guest, Robert Henderson. He's been teaching on the courts of heaven, which is an amazing, amazing revelation that gets prayers answered for over a decade now. Um, for those that aren't familiar with it, would you briefly explain what uh, uh, the courts of heaven are? The courts of heaven is a spiritual dimension that we by faith step into. We by faith take God at His word and step into that realm. The best way I know to explain it is this way. Jesus, when He taught on prayer, He put it in three realms, approaching God as Father, as friend, and as judge. We know what it is to come before Him as Father, most of us. We know what it is maybe even to approach Him as our friend, because He is our friend. But then in the book of Luke in chapter 18, He actually said that we could come before God in His judicial system, because Jesus talked about a woman who came before an unjust judge, and through her persistent presentation of her case. She got a verdict. And the, the issue is, if, if this woman could get a verdict from an unjust judge, Jesus' point was, how much more can we come before God, the judge of all, and see Him render verdicts in and, our behalf? And what you found was, our enemy has legal rights against us from ancestry or from current days in our life. And as long as the enemy has these legal rights, it's like the heavens are closed. In fact, the, the word adversary there is antidikos. And anti means instead of or against, dikos means rights. But the word together actually means one who brings a lawsuit. So the purpose of the devil as the antidikos, because 1 Peter 5 8 says that's who he is. The purpose of the devil as the antidikos is to deny what's rightfully ours. That the new covenant we have in Jesus Christ promises us all sorts of blessings that so often we're not living in because there's a case against us in the spirit world. Now, how in the world did you jump from all these wonderful areas to finances? <laughs> well, because, because finances is one of the areas that God wants us blessed in. Um, the, Bible, the Bible tells us, you know, we, we, we're, we have blessings in healing, we have blessings in family life, we have blessings in, in uh, our personal lives. But fi financially, so often people find themselves unable to prosper. And the reason that the, that the enemy doesn't want us prospering is because God uses us to help finance the kingdom of God and His purposes in the earth. And so the enemy builds cases against us to keep us out of the financial blessing that God actually has for us. And there is such an awakening coming to the world. I mean, it's called the global glory. And guess what? It's going to take finances. Absolutely. I mean, we're sitting in a studio that takes finances. I mean, to, to reach 
the world requires finances. Uh, and what, hap- what has happened so often is that the enemy or the evil agenda has had the finances to propagate its purposes. But God says, I need a people who can help finance my purposes in the earth. Because God's not going to drop money out of heaven. He has to have vessels to channel it through in, into the earth. And the enemy knows that. So he looks for legal rights to be able to deny us the right to function in that area. So, do you believe that God wants everyone to have a lot of money? I believe God wants everyone to prosper. Um, my, what I usually ta- taught people is this, is that when the prodigal son looked and said, look at the condition I'm in, I'm in a pig pen. He said, how many of my father's servants and, and that literally means those that weren't sons and daughters, they were servants in that. How many of my father's servants have bread enough and to spare? And so I would tell people, you know, I believe God's minimal standard for us is to be able to meet our needs and have some left over. But that doesn't mean we're all rich. That means we're living a prosperous life. So often we are struggling and we're, uh, we're distracted from being able to do what it, God's actually called us to do because we're so busy trying to survive. And I know that that's the reality of people's life. I know that's been the reality of my life in times gone by. But I have to say, when I discovered the courts of heaven, Sid, and I began to undo issues in my bloodline and different other, uh, some other issues, I'm telling you, something broke and the blessing of God began to come. I believe that God is going to have so many believers uh, prosper that that um, I think the devil's getting nervous because all that money is going to go into expanding the kingdom. I actually heard the Lord say to me, He said, you will eat the fat and drink the sweet and send portions to those from whom nothing is prepared. That's out of Nehemiah 8 verse 10. And I woke up one morning from a dream, and in the dream I'm seeing a Pakistani girl. She was not allowed to go to school in the situation she was in. And the Lord spoke to me, and He said, that's, that's the one I want you to send a portion to for whom nothing has been prepared. And see, I believe God will trust us with money so that we can finance the kingdom of God, so that we can literally sow into those, in, into those kind of situations on assignment, so that somebody will get their needs met that otherwise wouldn't get it met. How do you handle this? The Bible clearly says Jesus became poor. Yes, I do not believe that that spoke of his economic status as much as it talked about what He did for us on the cross. Because when Paul wrote that, he said that He, for our sakes, even though He was rich, became poor that we might become rich. Because the cross is a trade. And the, tr- the cross was a transaction where that Jesus took what was upon us Paul and gave us what sins. was upon Him. Another thing you point out, and I'm going to tell you, th- some of the things you're going to find on this show you've never even heard before. Deuteronomy 8.18, you've heard that before perhaps. Uh, He gives us the power to get wealth. Totally misunderstood. Explain. Well, it says He gives us the power to get wealth that He might establish His covenant 
which He swore to our fathers. So there's all sorts of things in there, but the first thing that's very clear, He doesn't give us wealth, He gives us the power to get wealth. In other words, ideas, creative understandings, favors, connections that come to us because the blessing of God is on us, because we're a covenant people. See, the Bible says He gives us power to get wealth. That word get, it literally can carry with it the idea of conceiving something. So the way wealth can come is God can drop an idea into your spirit. But what most of us think, and this might happen once in a zillion years, uh, that uh, we're going to run to the mailbox and there'll be a $10,000 check there. Uh, that, that's, that's not the norm. That's the exception. That's exactly right, because the way God gets wealth into our hands and makes us prosper is by, is by releasing to us the power to get wealth. The blessing of God that's upon us, I believe, as a result of us being His covenant people. And so, you know, again, when, when Jesus died on the cross, he, he, he dealt with sin, He dealt with sickness, and He dealt with the poverty spirit that wants to control us. And this is what I tell people, wants to determine for us our future rather than what God says. What does the Bible say about the great end-time wealth transfer? Well, clearly within Scripture, the Bible promises that He lets the sinner gather wealth that He might put it into the hands of the righteous. And I really think that that's interesting because He doesn't just say the wealth is going to be transferred. We understand that once the wealth is transferred, the sinner and his agenda, what he has been propagating in the earth, they lose their influence because wealth produces influence. And so God wants to trust us with wealth so that we can see um, God's agenda, God's purposes being done in the earth. So the wealth transfer is for that purpose. It's for that reason. Now, I have heard about the wealth transfer for years and years and years, but it usually was about how I'm going to get blessed and how I'm going to have a better life and how, you know, that's going to happen and all that. But I understand that the wealth transfer is for the fulfillment of God's agenda in the earth and that we cannot see that happen without, without having that occur. And there's something that you do and that those watching can do that have made all the difference in the world and the revelation you get that allows you to tap into the wealth transfer. And you've been doing it for many years. It's called praying in tongues. Yes. Absolutely. I, I pray in tongues. We, we, you mentioned the other day, I actually pray in tongues so much. When I'm in my prayer time, half of my time is spent praying in the Spirit because it opens. See, your, your prayer language opens up your natural understanding. That's why the Apostle Paul said, I pray in the Spirit, I pray in my understanding. And the order is very important there. I sing in the Spirit, I sing in my understanding. Because the, the functioning in the Spirit realm actually opens up the understanding realm, which is where revelation can come, ideas can come from. The power to get wealth can be released. My son travels with me on the airplane sometimes, and he, he told his mother one time, he said, Dad, he said, Dad's over there talking to himself. <laughs> but what, I'm doing, what I'm doing is I'm praying in the Spirit while I'm just in the process of normal life. Now, there are people watching us right now, Robert. They see a nice suit, your hair is styled, a nice tie. Uh, probably a nice watch, and they're saying, he can't relate to me. I don't know where I'm going to have the money to feed my family. I, I, I don't know where my next paycheck is coming from. He can't possibly relate to me, anything that man teaches. 
uh, doesn't apply to me. What would you say? I would say they're, they're completely wrong because if they, if they knew my history, uh, they would be amazed at what God has done. You know, when I discovered quite honestly, the courts of heaven. Up until that point, Mary and I really struggled. We struggled, we struggled, we struggled. I found out there was legal cases against me in the spirit world. How many years did you struggle? We, well, let me tell you, 30 years. 30 years of married life. 30 so, plus years so of married life. So he relates. <laughs> 30 plus years of married life. And whenever I discovered the courts of heaven and began to practice those principles and seek to undo the legal rights that the enemy And that's claimed, the key. There are legal, legal. And, and uh, doesn't the Bible say that the devil is an accuser? He's up there accusing you because of the legal rights, some you're aware of, some you're not even aware of. But what happens when those rights are removed? Well, in the realm we're talking about, blessing and prosperity can come. I mean, Sid, I have just been amazed. I have been absolutely amazed at the ideas that used to wouldn't work, but now they work. The the concepts, the the the, the principles. It's it's just been an amazing thing where the, all of a sudden things began to to prosper. I think about Peter, when Peter fished all night and caught nothing, and Jesus said, "Launch out of the deep and let down your net." And at the word of the Lord, he does it reluctantly. It seems he does it, and he catches such a great catch. Now, I tell people, listen, let's not over-spiritualize this. What did fish mean to Peter? It didn't mean souls. It meant money. It meant Peter was having a windfall right now, all because something shifted from the nighttime to the next morning. A complete shift because he heard the word of the Lord and he stepped out on it. So, you say that most Christians have a poverty spirit. What is a poverty spirit? You know, a poverty spirit can be a way of thinking. It can be a mentality. But I think more than anything, it is something that the devil uses. It's a curse that he uses to actually limit uh, the results that we see from our labors. Poverty is not an economic situation. It's a spiritual entity. But the writer of Proverbs said, it said, so your, pov- your poverty, that which has a claim on you, will come up on you like an armed man and like a prowler. And so you have to break the agreement with that spiritual ent- entity. If it was just a condition, then you could change some things you do in the natural. But it's not just a condition. It's actually a spiritual being that we have to break agreements with. Well, you have so many gems with don't have time to go over it all, but it's all in his book. When we return, Robert will revoke the poverty spirit from your life and pray for you to enter the glory, the realm of miracles. We will be right back to It's Supernatural! If you're experiencing financial hardship or sense an invisible ceiling that limits your current level of financial blessing, discover how to enter the courts of heaven and unlock the abundance that's reserved for God's people. Call now and get Robert Henderson's brand new book, Unlocking Wealth from the Courts of Heaven, and his exclusive two-part audio CD teaching, Prospering in the Midst of Change, plus his booklet, Resetting Economies from the Courts of Heaven. Yours for a donation of $35. Shipping and handling is included. Ask for 
offer number 9707. Through Robert Henderson's brand new must-read book, you will understand how to engage God as the righteous judge on behalf of your finances. Remove legal rights the enemy is using to restrain financial increase in your life. Revoke the spirit of poverty that wars against prosperity and blessing. Release the prophetic voice of your finances before the court of heaven. Operate in the biblical principles of first fruits. Issue restraining orders against the devil and his agenda for your finances. You will also receive Robert Henderson's exclusive two-part audio CD teaching, Prospering in the Midst of Change. On CD number one, Robert reveals what true prosperity is and unveils God's process to obtain wealth and fulfill your God-given destiny and purpose. On CD number two, Robert shares a special revelation he's received on the five secrets to overcoming crisis. He concludes each CD teaching with powerful prayers for you to obtain God's wisdom, God's encouragement, and the knowledge on how to defeat the enemy's opposition in your gaining wealth. Plus, you will receive his booklet, Resetting Economies from the Courts of Heaven. Robert Henderson reveals five supernatural secrets that will help bring breakthroughs in the area of your finances. You will learn how to build a house of prayer, present prophetic words, undo words of judgment, prosper in the midst of crisis like the COVID pandemic. Don't miss out on getting Robert Henderson's brand new book, Unlocking Wealth from the Courts of Heaven, and his exclusive two-part audio CD teaching, Prospering in the Midst of Change, plus his booklet, Resetting Economies from the Courts of Heaven. Yours for a donation of $35. Shipping and handling is included. Ask for offer number 9707. Call or you can send your check to Sid Roth. It's Supernatural. P.O. Box 39222, Charlotte, North Carolina, 28278. Please specify offer number 9707 or log on to SidRoth.org. Call or write today. We now return to It's Supernatural. You teach that our money has a voice. What do you mean? Well, in Hebrews chapter 7 and verse 8, the Bible says that there, talking about Jesus as our Melchizedek, high priest, there he receives our tithe. So when I bring my tithe, he receives it. It says, there it is witnessed, there it is witnessed that he lives. That word witness literally means to give a judicial testimony. See, my judicial witness from my tithe actually connects me to his present day life. The Mm. prayers he's praying in my behalf right now. So every time I bring my tithe, I'm releasing a judicial testimony in heaven that says, I believe he lives. You go over one revelation after another, but then it's really hammered home when you tell actual true stories of tithers and how it opened access to the miraculous. Tell me about that little boy that died. Let me preface this by saying, every time he shares this story, the manifest presence of God comes in. And I'm expecting that presence of God will come right into your home or wherever you're watching us from. Go ahead. Yes. This, this, uh, this Mexican pastor that was down in the interior of Mexico in, the de- in, a, in a desert place, he would hold camp meetings. And he, and he had brought in an American speaker. Uh, and when they would hold these camp meetings, they would dig deep holes and line it with plastic for baptismal uh, places so that when people got saved and born again, they could baptize them. Well, they had been having the camp meeting for, I guess, for a while. But it was a morning meeting 
meeting, and so the pastor was actually translating for the American evangelist that was there speaking. Lots of people that were there. Well, the pastor's little two-year-old boy had gotten away from whoever was supposed to be watching him, hmm. and he had fallen into the baptismal uh, uh, pit pool oh. and that was filled with water, and he drowned. And he was there for quite a while before anybody found him. So when they found him, because of the heat of the sun, his body had actually began to bloat, uh, and and he he was dead because he had drowned. Well, they of course went running in, interrupted the meeting, and told the pastor, said, you, "You've got to come." So he comes and he grabs his son and he runs into a shack. And they said there was a shack there that, that you know you could look through the cracks into the room. And he runs into this shack and he sets down the bed and he's cradling his little boy and he's crying out to God in Spanish. Well, the American speaker that's there, he doesn't speak Spanish, so he's one of the ones crowding around the, the, the shack looking through right. the cracks. And he says to one of the, the Mexican people, he said, what's he saying? What's he saying? Because he's got this boy and he's crying out in Spanish. And they said, he's saying, but God, I'm a tither. But God, I'm a tither. And that was all he was crying. And they said, suddenly the glory of God. And came it just happened. It just happened. Yes, you can feel it. The glory of God came into the shack. And that little boy began to spit and sputter. And his body went back to normal. And he was raised from the dead. Because the pastor knew he had a right to the miraculous based on his obedience as a tither. You know, speaking of the glory that's just invaded our studio, wow, hmm. it's strong. And what about the lady healed of cancer? Yeah, that was a situation where someone called and said, could I please pray with this lady that, that had cancer? And I said, well, sure. And so long story short, we ended up on the phone with each other. And I did something I'd never done before. I'd already seen that the tithe spoke and gave testimony in the courts of heaven. So I led this lady in a prayer uh, on the basis of her tithe that she had released judicial testimony that she believed Jesus lived and that he he was speaking in her behalf. And so on the basis of that, I had her pray, Lord, on the basis of my tithe and what it's saying before you, would you let your healing flow come into my life? And literally, she had bumps all over her body. Within a couple of days, all the bumps were going off of her body, and she had began to be healed completely of cancer. I want to say a prayer with you that you have an experiential knowledge of God, that you know that you know you're born from above, and that your sins are forgiven before we release the glory. Say this prayer after me. Dear God, out loud, dear God, I'm a sinner. I'm so sorry. I believe the blood of Jesus has washed away my sins, every one of them. And I'm clean. And oh God, now that I'm clean, come and live inside of me. I make you not just my Savior, but my Lord. I want to experience you. Amen. Now, Robert, break that spirit of poverty and pray for the glory. So, Father, I want to thank you right now for all those that are watching. And Lord, I want to decree and declare, even from whatever authority you have given me in the courts of heaven, 
that every legal right based on the blood of Jesus is broken off of your people that the enemy would be claiming to be able to afflict them with the poverty spirit and diminished returns from their labors. Lord, I decree right now poverty, you are destroyed. Your rights are revoked on the basis of what Jesus did for us on the cross, that he became poor, that we might prosper, and even the scripture says be rich. So I release that to your people, and I say, Lord, let prosperity now come. Lord, I even see doors being opened, open doors coming now with new opportunities for people that have not been allowed before, that those doors are now opening, Lord. They're opening right now for your people, and they're going to allow a provision to come, Lord, such as never come before. And Lord, that, that sense that they have just been caught in a trap. I break it off of them and I cause them to be released right now in Jesus' name. And I pray now for the weight of your glory, Lord, for the weight of your, your glory just to descend upon your people, to be their constant companion, Lord, to hold them. Lord, I'm even reminded of the scripture that you would walk upon the highway of holiness and even though we were a fool, we wouldn't go astray. I say that the weight of your glory is now coming, Lord, and it, it gives us an empowerment to live a life of holiness like never before. I thank you for doing this over your people. In Jesus' name, amen. If you're experiencing financial hardship or sense an invisible ceiling that limits your current level of financial blessing, discover how to enter the courts of heaven and unlock the abundance that's reserved for God's people. Call now and get Robert Henderson's brand new book, Unlocking Wealth from the Courts of Heaven, and his exclusive two-part audio CD teaching, Prospering in the Midst of Change, plus his booklet, Resetting Economies from the Courts of Heaven. Yours for a donation of $35. Shipping and handling is included. Ask for offer number 9707. God wants us prospering because He needs us to be able to steward wealth for His divine purpose in the earth. You see, the Bible says in Deuteronomy 8.18 that He gives us power to get wealth. He doesn't give us wealth. He gives us the power to generate. It actually means to conceive and give birth to wealth so that His purposes, His covenant purposes can be established in the earth. Through Robert Henderson's brand new must-read book, you will understand how to engage God as the righteous judge on behalf of your finances. Remove legal rights the enemy is using to restrain financial increase in your life. Understand the economic system of heaven. Revoke the spirit of poverty that wars against prosperity and blessing. Release the prophetic voice of your finances before the court of heaven. Operate in the biblical principles of first fruits. Issue restraining orders against the devil and his agenda for your finances. You will also receive Robert Henderson's exclusive two-part audio CD teaching, Prospering in the Midst of Change. On CD number one, Robert reveals what true prosperity is and unveils God's process to obtain wealth and fulfill your God-given destiny and purpose. On CD number two, Robert shares a special revelation he's received on the five secrets to overcoming crisis and experiencing supernatural prosperity. He concludes each CD teaching with powerful prayers for you to obtain God's wisdom, God's encouragement, and the knowledge on how to defeat the enemy's opposition in your gaining wealth. Plus, you will receive his booklet, Resetting Economies from the Courts of Heaven. Robert Henderson reveals 
Bible's five supernatural secrets that will help bring breakthroughs in the area of your finances. You will learn how to build a house of prayer, present prophetic words, undo words of judgment, prosper in the midst of crisis like the COVID pandemic. Don't miss out on getting Robert Henderson's brand new book, Unlocking Wealth from the Courts of Heaven, and his exclusive two-part audio CD teaching, Prospering in the Midst of Change, plus his booklet, Resetting Economies from the Courts of Heaven. Yours for a donation of $35. Shipping and handling is included. Ask for offer number 9707. Call or you can send your check to Sid Roth. It's Supernatural. P.O. Box 39222, Charlotte, North Carolina, 28278. Please specify offer number 9707 or log on to SidRoth.org. Call or write today. Next week on It's Supernatural. My guests have revelation from heaven that'll make you the devil's worst nightmare as you navigate these end times. Next. Your gifts to this ministry will help Sid air It's Supernatural in Israel 28 times a week and distribute his evangelistic book to the Jewish people worldwide. Many viewers report testimonies of miracles, signs and wonders as a result of watching It's Supernatural. I was afraid of the supernatural until I started watching your TV program and since doing your mentoring study guide and DVD. Now the fear has gone and I do believe I have received an impartation from God. Share your testimony at SidRoth.org forward slash praise. 